0: for your morning all the news you need to know it's the wabc early news on 77 wabc
1: welcome to the 77 wabc early news 31 degrees clear skies this tuesday february 7th good morning i'm Deborah valentine with your news, sports business traffic and weather here's everything you need to know
0: the top five at five I bet you you're going to find a common denominator when we find a guilty person.
1: A suspect in police custody in the shooting of an off-duty NYPD officer who's fighting for his life. Turmoil in the FDNY command as two top chiefs resign over demotions of assistant chiefs. New York City ends its highly controversial COVID-19 vaccine mandate for public employees. The death toll from earthquakes in Syria and Turkey has surpassed 5,000. A top U.S. general says the feds are investigating whether the suspected Chinese spy balloon was carrying explosives. Police say a person of interest wanted in connection with Saturday night's armed robbery of a 26-year-old off-duty NYPD officer is in police custody. The 26-year-old officer from Deer Park, a father of two, remains in critical condition. After being shot in his head Saturday night, he was attempting to buy a car in East New York that he found on Facebook Marketplace. The purported seller drew guns and demanded money, then shot the officer. Here's New York City Mayor Eric Adams. I
0: bet you you're going to find a common denominator when we find a guilty person. I bet you he has an extensive criminal record. I bet you he's one of the 1,700 people who are extremely violent in our city, and that is why we're pushing for real recidivists of of reform to make sure we take dangerous people off our streets.
1: After the off-duty officer was shot, his brother-in-law picked up his gun and continued firing. The brother-in-law was not struck by the gunfire. It's unclear whether the gunman was also struck by bullets. Police found the gunman's vehicle, an SUV, ditched in Manhattan. There is discontent within the upper ranks of the FDNY. The two high-ranking uniform members of the FDNY have handed in their resignations. It's all in protest of the demotions of three assistant chiefs. 77 WABC's Bob Brown reports.
0: Chief of Department John Hodgins and Chief of Fire Operations John Esposito asking to resign from their appointed posts. The resignations coming after FDNY Commissioner Laura Kavanaugh ordered Assistant Chiefs Michael Galler, Fred Schaff, and Joseph Jarden demoted to Deputy Chiefs. The Daily News reporting Kavanaugh was frustrated because they had been pressuring her for promotions and personal vehicles while adding she had heard nothing about more pressing problems like the spike in fire deaths in the Bronx. I'm Bob Brown for the 77 W ABC Early News.
1: Former FDNY Commissioner Daniel Nigro expressed confidence in Kavanaugh's leadership during an interview with the Early News.
0: She's uh, very talented. She's been with us for the past eight years. She loves the department and
1: she'll do a good job. An FDNY spokesperson says the department does not comment on personnel moves. Prompted lawsuits. Now New York City is ending the nation's strictest workplace vaccination rules for COVID-19. As of this Friday, the city ending COVID-19 vaccine mandates for municipal employees, including people like police officers, firefighters and teachers. Vaccine mandate led to the firing of hundreds of city workers who declined to get the shots. Michael Kane, a teacher, spoke to PIX11.
0: This isn't over. They're not reinstating fired workers. They're not bringing back our seniority. They're not bringing back the status that we should still have. They're saying, oh, you can apply for a job if one is open.
1: New York City Mayor Eric Adams, a Democrat, said that the city, with more than 96% of city employees and more than 80% of city residents having received their initial vaccine series, it's the right moment for that decision. The death toll this morning from the worst earthquake in some 100 years to hit Syria and Turkey has now surpassed 5,000. Thousands more are injured. The 7.8 magnitude earthquake struck Turkey and Syria early Monday. This man makes a desperate plea for aid. We need the international community to do something to help us, to support us. Northwest Syria now it's a disaster area. We need help from everyone to, 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 to save our people. The U.S. aid agency deploys two search and rescue teams to Turkey. The two units based in Virginia and California are the only such teams in the U.S. that work internationally. They are joining the thousands of rescuers from Syria and Turkey already on the ground. As Navy divers work to recover debris from the downed Chinese spy balloon off the coast of South Carolina, a top general said Monday that the U.S. is investigating whether it was carrying explosives. Air Force General Glenn D. Varenirk, commander of the U.S. Northern Command, on a briefing call with reporters said, we make an assumption that the potential exists for those explosives. The general also said the spy balloon was 200 feet tall, weighed thousands of pounds, with a payload the size of a jetliner. Here's President Joe Biden.
0: On Wednesday, when I was briefed on the balloon, I ordered the Pentagon to shoot it down on Wednesday as soon as possible. They decided without doing damage to anyone on, on the ground. They decided that the best time to do that was if it got over water outside within our the within 12-mile limit. They successfully took it down. And I want to compliment our aviators who did
1: it. Biden ordered the balloon down Wednesday, but under the advice of the U.S. military, it was held off until Saturday. Well, the New York Post reporting that the president's son, Hunter Biden, and his attorneys may have broken the law by using false information last week to report that his laptop had been stolen, claimed lawyers for John Paul Mac Isaac. Now, he's the owner of the former computer repair shop in Delaware, where the first son abandoned his now famous MacBook. In letters sent on Monday to U.S. Attorney General Merrick Garland and his Delaware counterpart, Kathy Jennings, Mac Isaac's lawyers allege that Hunter attorney Abe Lowell potentially violated federal and state laws when he alleged that Mac Isaac had unlawfully accessed and disseminated the contents of Hunter's laptop. John Paul Mac Isaac spoke to the early news previously about that famous laptop.
0: I did a deep dive into the laptop, and what I saw was a blatant pay for play scheme running out of the, the vice president's office. Uh, a lot of money exchanging hands, uh, a lot of money in Kazakhstan, Romania, Ukraine, and of course, China.
1: Mac Isaac's attorney is Brian De La Roca. He wrote J. Hunter Biden signed off on the work authorizational at the Mac shop. That was on April 12, 2019. And when Hunter failed to retrieve his laptop, and the hard drive to which the data was recovered more than 90 days later, it became abandoned property, so John Paul could dispose of it as he saw fit. Republican Congressman Joe Wilson of South Carolina, a member of the House Armed Services Committee, is calling for the resignation of the president and vice president. He did so on the House floor. Wilson says Joe Biden and Kamala Harris's handling of the Chinese spy balloon incident and the U.S. southern border crisis are the reasons why he is calling for their resignations. Sadly, Biden and Harris are failures. Resignation now is further reinforced by their open border policies, having allowed hundreds of identified
0: terrorists into America to commit mass murder. When the domestic attack occurs, Biden and Harris will not be able to adequately respond. Credible leadership is imperative to protect American families.
1: Wilson's calls for Biden and Harris' resign came hours after a U.S. fighter jet shot down a Chinese spy balloon off the coast of the lawmakers' home state of South Carolina. The unmanned surveillance aircraft had flown from Alaska through Canada before entering the continental U.S. and traveling from Idaho to the east coast over the last seven days. Well, people are fleeing blue states for red states. New data from the National Association of Realtors finds that a growing number of Americans are migrating from predominantly blue states with steep taxes like California and New York to red states with lower taxes like Florida and Texas. Florida actually saw the biggest rush of new residents with about 319,000 Americans relocating there in 2022. And other red states that led in population growth include Texas, North Carolina, South Carolina, Tennessee, Georgia, Arizona, and Idaho. Three of those states, including Texas, Florida, and Tennessee, do not tax regular income. California, New York, and Illinois, which have some of the highest tax burdens in the country, saw the biggest population declines last year. California saw its population tumble by more than 343,000 people New York had the overall largest decline in its population with a 0.9% drop. New Jersey and Massachusetts also saw their populations shrink last year. President Biden returned to the White House from a weekend at Camp David where he worked in a State of the Union address plan for tonight. Biden set to deliver the speech to a joint session of Congress before hitting the road to elaborate on his plans for the coming year. Former Republican House Speaker Newt Gingrich weighs in.
0: One of the key questions is going to be, is he willing to talk about cutting spending? Uh, he'll, you, know, you know he's going to appeal for a clean debt ceiling. That's, that's his, his current position. But I, th- I think, frankly, it's likely to be a fairly boring speech, uh, and I think it reflects the gradual decline of the Democratic Party.
1: President Biden is scheduled to visit Wisconsin on Wednesday and Florida on Thursday, following tonight's State of the Union address. Meanwhile, Arkansas Governor Sarah Huckabee Sanders, once a White House press secretary to former President Donald Trump, set to return to the national stage tonight when she delivers the GOP response to President Biden's State of the Union address. The 40-year-old Sanders will give the speech tonight less than a month after being sworn in as the first female governor of Arkansas. Former GOP spokesperson Tara Setmeyer spoke to MSNBC. It is also an opportunity for the party that's not in power to usually highlight their rising stars, someone that they think um should get that opportunity for national attention and help set the agenda. Uh, apparently in this case they think that's Sarah Huckabee Sanders. Sanders is of course the daughter of former governor Mike Huckabee. She is also the first arkansas to deliver the response to a president's state of the union since bill clinton did it as governor back in 1985 oh man having a mental health crisis shot and killed a police officer wounded a second and fired at a third before being wounded in a shootout in western pennsylvania yesterday it all started as a domestic disturbance call in mckeesport about 12 miles south of pittsburgh Officers encountered the man where he suddenly produced a handgun and shot at the two officers after being warned by a family member he may be armed. Assistant Superintendent Vincent Joseph spoke to reporters. We want to thank all the residents of McKeesport who have already given us a lot of information, a lot of vital information. And we ask
0: that if you do have any further information to call our tip line, 1-833-ALL-TIPS. 1-833, the Allegheny County Police, but we did receive a significant amount of information from the community and from local businesses.
1: The slain officer was identified as 32-year-old Sean Slugansky, a two-year veteran of that force. Well, AI competition heating up. Google is rolling out a new conversational artificial intelligence service to a select set of testers and plans a broader public launch in the coming weeks. It's all part of the company's effort to play catch up with challengers such as OpenAI, creator of the popular chat bot, The new experimental service called BARD generates textual responses to questions posed by users. It's all based on information drawn from the web, according to Sundar Pichai, who is chief executive of Google parent company Alphabet, he said that in a blog post, which was published on Monday. 77 WABC News Time, 5.15. All right. In for Justin Elkins, is Phil Dixon with sports. Yes. going on? Yesterday, Kyrie Irving
0: hopped on Mark Cuban's private jet and landed in Dallas, making his trade to the Dallas Mavericks official. The Nets attempted to get some additional assets by including a third team but were unsuccessful and finalized the trade between them and the Mavs. Speaking of the Nets, though, they were a short-handed team last night attempting to take down a healthy Clippers squad as they awaited their new trade chips. Regardless, the sophomore Cam Thomas had the second stellar performance in a row. Another 40-point game, this time topping the forty-four he had on Saturday with 47 last night. At only 21 years old, Thomas trails only LeBron James as the second youngest player to ever score 40 points in back-to-back games. After the game, he joked about who he'd rather have his name next to. You know, that's a great company. Um, I'm glad to have my name mentioned with that guy. Um, even though I'm a, I'm a Kobe guy, so if you said Kobe, I'll be more. Nah, I'm kidding. Cam Thomas now has the two highest scoring games amongst anyone in the 2021 draft class, and he did so in his last two times hitting the hardwood. Despite the breakout performance, the shorthanded Nets took the loss in Barclays to 124 to 116. The Rangers were back on the ice in the Garden hosting the Calgary Flames. Calgary overcame a deficit to start the third period and scored back-to-back goals, but not before Mika Zabinajad tied things up late to send it into overtime. From there, it was a rampant 97 seconds that concluded with Alex Lafrenier stealing the win. Rangers win 5-4, and hopefully this is the moment that turns Lafreniere's season around. Much like the Rangers, the New Jersey Devils handled business in the extra period, toppling the Vancouver Canucks with that same score, 5-4 in overtime, and now have won 9 of their last 11 games. The Islanders did complete the sweep of the local teams and took down the Flyers 2-1. Looking ahead to tonight's action, the Nets are in a back-to-back game in Barclays hosting the Phoenix Suns. Ben Simmons told media yesterday this will be his return game after missing the last four with a knee injury. Knicks back in action as they take on the Magic in
1: Orlando. With your, with your early news sports update, I am Phil Dixon. Let's look at uh, your business report now with Lou Dobbs.
0: This is the 77 WABC Lou Dobbs Financial Report.
1: Stocks struggling after the Fed's latest interest rate hike. All three major indexes lower today. The NASDAQ down nearly 120 points. Mixed earnings still hurting technology. Amazon, Alphabet, Apple all finishing lower. The Dow Jones Industrials down 36 points yesterday. Retail losses
0: weighing on the index. Target and Nike both more than a percent lower. Wall Street split on how long the Fed will fight inflation. Investors looking for more clues. Fed leaders are scheduled to speak this week. Chipotle reports earnings today investors looking beyond the results to the future the outlook good for the restaurant chain preparing for its busiest season chipotle recently hiring thousands of workers please join me several times each weekday right here on 77 wabc this is the lou dobbs financial report keep listening for more to 77 wabc for the lou dobbs financial report
1: all right, futures mixed this morning. The Dow down just five points at 33,929. S&Ps drop, or up five rather. NASDAQ up 33.5. Gold has risen $8.40 an ounce. Crude oil is at $75.73 a barrel. That's up $1.62. The
0: WABC Early
1: News. Deborah Valentine with your 77 WABC Early News. News time, 520. Thanks for joining us. Well, as federal and state investigations continue, Into embattled Long Island Congressman George Santos, he revealed he'll bring a guest to tonight's State of the Union speech in Washington, D.C. Santos will bring a former firefighter who did rescue work at Ground Zero, Michael Weinstock. He also ran as a Democrat for the New York House District 3 that Santos now represents. Weinstock said he's currently being treated from a neurological condition stemming from his time as an emergency worker at Ground Zero. This, as a staffer for Santos, Michael Nicoletto spoke to ABC7 about resigning. I signed up to work for the people. I signed up to work for New York's 3rd
0: Congressional District, where I grew up, you know. And um, I could have never expected this, you know. This is not what I wanted. This is not what I signed up for, like they say. Um,
1: and it's, it's very, it's depressing. I'll be honest. It's very sad. Santos under investigation for a web of alleged lies about his background, campaign finances, fraud, and more. There have been multiple calls for him to step down. Federal county and local authorities are searching for surveillance video in their investigation into the assassination of Sayreville, New Jersey Councilwoman Eunice Drumfour. 77 WABC's James Flippin reports.
0: Investigators in Sayreville hoping someone in the Harbor Club or Camelot at La Mer apartment complexes caught video of her killing. The 30-year-old married mother and Newark native leaving behind a husband, daughter, and devastated friends. She's always put smile on her face. It, it, it breaks my heart. To date, investigators have said they don't believe the attack was politically motivated. It's one for a Republican held office since 2021. For Early News, I'm James Flippin.
1: Drumford's uh, funeral is tomorrow. She was shot and killed a week ago tomorrow night. The alleged jihadist charged with attacking three New York City police officers with a large knife on New Year's Eve right near Times Square out of the hospital and appeared Monday in Manhattan Federal Court. Nineteen-year-old Trevor Bickford entered court Monday in shackles. He answered the judge's questions in a quiet, low voice. He is charged with attempting to kill officers working with the federal government to secure the ball drop. NYPD Chief Thomas Galati spoke to ABC News.
0: He knew what he was doing. He knew why he was doing it. He thought that he probably would die as a result of carrying out this attack. Um, you know, during the attack, he did yell out Allah Akbar. Um, you know, and, um, you know, I, I believe he thought that this would be, um, you know, suicide by cop. Uh, basically, at, at the end of this
1: attack. Bickford was taken into federal custody Monday morning following his release from the hospital. He's set to appear later this week in a state court where he faces separate charges. A federal magistrate appointed counsel and held the defendant without bail, pending an application for bail at a later date. Well, two high school teenagers were shot about a block away from Grand Street Campus High School in Williamsburg, Brooklyn. A 17-year-old girl was shot in her stomach, according to police. Well, a 19-year-old suffered a head injury after being grazed by a bullet. And police say it appeared the victims were targeted. But it's not immediately clear just what led up to this double shooting. Both teens were rushed to the hospital and both expected to survive.
0: Three, four seconds after I came out, I stepped out. I heard like three, four gunshots and I already knew, I already knew it was gunshots. So once I heard that, I just want to be safe. I want to like get out the way or like, you know, like not, not be near that.
1: Shots were fired about three yesterday afternoon, happened in the courtyard of a housing development at the intersection of Mauger Street and Humboldt Street in Williamsburg, according to officials. Seven shell casings were recovered at the scene. Neighbors described seeing large groups of teens outside the apartment building before that shooting far more than normally are there after school. Well, the debate raged on Monday over New York City's plans to hospitalize people out on the streets who are homeless and appear to be severely mentally ill or even a danger to themselves or others. Members of the New York City Council held an oversight hearing on Mayor Adams' plans Monday to forcibly hospitalize homeless people who appear at risk. 77 WABC's Noam Layton has the story.
0: Miranda Van Dalen is with the New York Lawyers for Public Interests, and she says the mayor's plan violates the Constitution and Americans with Disabilities Act.
1: People are now scared to leave their homes because they think that they may get picked up by the police and involuntarily transported to a hospital for psychiatric evaluation.
0: But Mayor Adams says it's the humanitarian thing to do to take those who could harm others or themselves to institutions that could give them the help they need. City Councilman. Members will be hearing from people on both sides of the issue. For early news, I'm Noam Laden.
1: A Long Island woman was indicted yesterday for allegedly running over a 15-year-old boy with her vehicle twice last October. Prosecutors allege that this was uh, all in retaliation for apparently targeting her son earlier that day. According to Suffolk County District Attorney Raymond Tierney, he announced that Monday, 35-year-old Jennifer Nelson was indicted and arraigned on several charges, including one count of attempted murder in the second degree, a count of assault in the first degree, a count of reckless endangerment in the first degree, and one count of leaving the scene of an incident without reporting resulting in serious physical injury. Suffolk County D.A. Ray Turney spoke to News 12.
0: She's being charged with attempted murder because, again, she didn't only just drive over him once. She drove, drove over him twice. She hunted him down with her, her car and drove, drove over him. She decided uh, to take um, uh, the law into her own hands in, in really outrageous fac- uh, fashion.
1: The district attorney's office says the evening of the incident, Nelson allegedly traded her 2020 Honda passport vehicle for a newer model, despite her lease not being over with. According to prosecutors, the teen boy suffered multiple fractures of his pelvis, six fractured ribs, a punctured lung, as well as bruises and abrasions. Nelson's set to be back in court March 21st. While Heading up to Yorktown, a couple was found dead inside their Yorktown home this week with nearly 150 cats inside. The man and woman discovered Monday after a request for a welfare check at that home on Cordial Road, Yorktown Police Department Chief Robert Noble.
0: I'm surprised that people could live inside uh, with the conditions that were present.
1: Their cause of death remains under investigation. Foul play not suspected. The Westchester County Medical Examiner will determine the cause of death officially. And uh, local animal control has taken custody of those 150 cats and is treating them for certain medical conditions and preparing them for adoption. Super Bowl, less than a week away now, of course, coming up on Sunday. And many of the commercials have already leaked and dropped online. 77 WABC's Alex Barnard has a preview. There are hardly any new companies ponying up the big bucks this year. Every year you'll get a few
0: companies that is out of nowhere trying to risk spending so much, but most of the advertisers are tried and tested brands.
1: Venkishan is with the Center for Retailing Studies at Texas A&M, he says the reason viewers don't see new
0: companies buying Super Bowl ads is the cost. A 30-second spot costs
1: $7 million this year. For 77WABC Early News, I'm Alex Barnard. And most of the money reportedly spent this year on beer commercials that you'll see on Sunday. Last year, the uh hot topic for those Super Bowl commercials was crypto. If you missed the top 5 of five and other news, be sure to check it out on our website wabcradio.com.
0: It's the WABC early news on 77 WABC.